Hi, I'm Nick Warren, and welcome to the iLearn podcast from First Quantum. Maggie van der Green is a leadership consultant. Growing up in the Netherlands, she's now based in the US. Maggie works with global companies and their leaders, helping them as they develop their leadership skills. Maggie is also a friend of First Quantum's, and in this week's episode, she returns to talk to us about what leaders can do, not just to survive, but more importantly, thrive, in today's challenging business environment. Hello, First Quantum Leaders. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I will share what I observe as emerging best practices for leadership during the corona pandemic. I am Maggie van der Green. I am the managing principal of a small niche consulting firm called Socrates Partners. I am a lifetime consultant. I've worked at large firms like McKinsey & Company and small niche ones like the current one. And in that capacity, I have the opportunity to speak with leaders of large global corporations, as well as leaders of emerging startups in many industries and around the world. And it's fascinating to observe how leaders are finding their way in the current pandemic that we're finding ourselves in, which is very different from other crises that any of us, at least in our life, time have experienced in a couple of ways. So most crises that we are aware of in recent history and that we've been part of are defined in their duration. A hurricane happens on a day and then sure, the aftermath, the cleanup, the rebuilding takes time, but the event is over. Even an economic crisis like we've experienced most recently about 10 years ago is an event that at some point in time more or less predictably is over and the time for recovery starts. Now, the corona crisis is different in a number of ways. One is that the duration is certainly long. This is not a sprint. This is going to be a marathon. This is something that we'll need to work our way through for a much longer time. How long and precisely how it will evolve, highly unpredictable and uncertain, which is very anxiety-provoking. And the second way in which this crisis is quite different from other crises that any of us have previously experienced is that the anxiety and the sense of loss and the sense of fear is universal and global. I cannot think of a single person who has not in some way experienced loss, ranging from being sick or having lost loved ones to having sustained economic losses to at least having sustained some lifestyle impact and losses and needing to find different ways of working. So leaders are now finding themselves in an environment in which absolutely everyone they interact with, including themselves, is going through a form of uncertainty and anxiety. So that truly is unprecedented and nobody knows how to manage that and what is the best way through. We're all finding out together and finding out simultaneously. And it's interesting to see what seems to be emerging. So let me share a few best practices that I think stand out. One thing I notice absolutely works is for leaders to early on and quickly go back to why do we exist? Why do we do what we do? Why is what we do important? And then to be very creative about it. And you can think of a lot of examples that we've seen in recent weeks or months Think of fashion houses that say the reason we exist has always been to dress people and we dress them in a way that makes them feel good about themselves and makes them build an image and a presence in a social setting. Well, we're still about dressing people, but their needs has changed. And why don't we switch what we make to protective gear and perhaps even find some personality expression in that? 
So lots of examples like that. One of the best ones that I've recently seen was the CEO of an event planning company. And be grateful that you're not the CEO of an event planning company because that's, that is one area where there is no revenue left pretty much at all overnight. And she asked herself, okay, so what is the core of what we're really good at? What is it that we're really existing to provide to the world? And redefined that as not strictly the planning of large-scale events, but as the effectively moving large numbers of people through defined pathways, managing crowds in a way that doesn't create bottlenecks and, and that actually works. So she then asked herself, where is that particular capability needed at this moment? Well, think of lines of patients waiting in line to be let into the emergency room. Think of hospitals being overwhelmed uh, with a sudden demand that they didn't anticipate. How can we direct our employees to apply the logistics and crowd management tools and skills that they have to help solve that problem? Now, will that save the company? Perhaps not, but will it help with one of the most important questions on leaders' minds? It most certainly will. And that question is, how do I engage my employees, motivate them, keep them with me, keep them aligned? So again, the first best practice that is really notable, I think, is this notion of going back to purpose, going back to why and helping people understand why what they do matters and how it fits in the purpose of the company or the firm. And if you have people working for you who do things that don't matter, then the question becomes, why were they there in the first place, right? Every job matters. Every job brings a contribution. It may be necessary, though to rethink that contribution at this point in time and refocus it. Relatedly, one thing I notice with that question of how do I engage my employees in times of this crisis, with for many people less opportunity to meet in person, for others concerns about safety on the work floor, one of the questions that employees typically have is very simple, is what should I do? And this refocusing on purpose and rethinking why we're doing what we're doing helps with that question as well. The leaders that provide the most clarity early on to their people, here's how expectations are changing, here's what we're now expecting from you, here's what are now our most important goals and tasks and outcomes, those leaders tend to have the most engaged employees. In the beginning, when working from home first started to quite suddenly become the norm, I noticed leaders uh, in many cases quite concerned about will people still be as productive? Will they slack off? Will they start getting distracted by all the other demands from the home? Well, sure, to some extent that has happened, but not nearly to the extent that some leaders who have been resistant to this notion of working from home have been expecting. What has happened far more is employees just simply not being clear. What is expected of me now? How do I structure my day? How do I contribute to the organization? People tend to want to contribute and people tend to feel better when they're part of a larger and more meaningful whole. The third best practice I'd like to mention here after providing and maybe rethinking a sense of purpose and providing absolute clarity is communication. And I've heard many leaders ask, is there such a thing as over communication? And in this day and age, probably the answer is no. I've seen those leaders who over communicate be far more successful in aligning their workforce and obtaining the results and keeping the engagement and the motivation that they're looking for. 
what seems to work is communicating through many different channels in many different ways and for the leader to be as much as possible visible. Visible might mean on video rather than on audio, where it's not possible to meet in person. And visible may also mean for the leader to share his or her own concerns and anxieties and where the leader does not know the answer. That's the experience that many employees are also going through. And it gives a sense of confidence and even a permission to not know and to be uncertain when you can see the leader also admitting that that is the case. So broad communication through many channels, showing a commitment in that communication to the well-being, safety and health of employees, of course, has always been a best practice is more important now. And lastly, it is upon leaders to also offer a sense of hope. The natural tendency that people have in terms of uncertainty, anxiety and crisis is to focus very short term. An immediate natural response is to say, how do I stay safe? Now, what do I do today? What should I focus on to protect myself, my family and my livelihood? And those who now stand out and shine as leaders are the ones who creatively find a sense of hope. The worst thing to do, of course, is to make promises that cannot be fulfilled, to say this will all be over tomorrow when very clearly it will not. But to find an outlook to say, even though this has closed some opportunities for us, there are new opportunities that we can now uncover. Uh, here's what we're doing to capture them. It tends to set apart the effective leaders from the less effective ones. We certainly all need some sort of long-term outlook and some sense of hope at this moment. Once again, that may require some creativity, but it's maybe worth keeping in mind that the largest companies currently on the planet have all been founded in terms of economic downturn and crisis. So it's a cliche, but opportunity is found mostly in these times when the majority of people doesn't see it. That's it for this week's episode of the iLearn podcast. Everybody involved gave their time for free. For future episodes, you can subscribe to iLearn on Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening and see you next time.